0: Okay, so I'm Hunter, and this is the RPO show. I'm here with Dylan, Connor, and Dobbs. So this show was previously a podcast, and we decided to kind of take a pause and revamp it. So we're going to be trying to do a weekly show here, and we're going to have video. We're going to clip segments, put it up on podcast, put it up on the main YouTube, the Burbs YouTube. And uh, we got some headlines for you. We got some debate segments. We got some open discussion, some betting segments armchair gm which is something we're really excited about so we're gonna get right into it if everyone just wants to introduce themselves real quick and then we'll start the show with our top two headlines dylan you can All go right. first yeah Connor. Dylan, you got it. what's up guys it's <laughs>
1: dylan um yeah we've been doing the rpo show for a little bit now um but i'm definitely excited to get it into video format and just pumping
2: it out with you guys yes oh. oh
3: that was funny as
2: hell <laughs> go Connor, <laughs> you go you go first out I'm Connor, the resident uh, PFF
3: nerd. So if you need any statistics, that's what I'm here for. Dobbs here. You know, I, I'm bringing energy every week. Uh, we're going to turn up. Basically, I'm just reading what Don don't said. But all you need to know is we're coming with some good takes every week, good knowledge. And I'm excited to be here and talk football with you all every week. So let's let's get it.
1: I also just want to say this podcast will be in memory of Matthew Ice Harris. Um, Legend. Nothing's wrong with him. He's just not on here anymore. And yeah, shout out Ice. Big shout out Ice.
0: You got some shoes um, to fill, Hunter. I know, I know. I, I think I can fill. Well, I can't. no <laughs> know I can fill Ice's shoes, but I think I can supply something else. So, um, Dylan, you want to start off with the headlines?
1: Yeah. So we're just gonna dive in. Um, as you guys know, this has just been a relatively um, quiet time for the NFL. June first started the n- new league year. Um, And yeah, we don't really have many headlines, but we're just going to go into the Julio Jones trade first. So obviously last week on the um, Skip and Shannon show, Undisputed, um, he kind of called him and it was a little awkward conversation um, on air, a little bit unethical too. So I just want to pose, where do you guys think Julio will go if he is traded and kind of how do you feel about that conversation on the show? And like, I don't know, to me, it just gave off bad vibes and it was kind of a weird thing. Connor, go ahead.
2: Honestly, um, I think he's going to get traded to Tennessee. I feel like that's the team that needs him the most right now. their receiving corps would be like bottom half of the league. Really, AJ Brown's the only guy that got. So I think if anybody needs him the most, it's them. So they're going to make the biggest offer for him and the best uh, chance.
3: You know, I'll uh, say, I'll say about this. I. So hear me out, hear me out. I know I've been hearing too. I think that the Titans are probably the most likely, you know, candidate at this point, but on the other hand, if if the 49ers can somehow pull it off and, you know, and, and say, you know what, let's go, we're going all in. We've, you know, Shanahan's like we just got there. I want to write with the past wrong, I wrong, you know, like hey, Julio was there from the eight three thing. If you, it, for anybody that doesn't know that was Shanahan Julio connections back then. Bring it back, right the wrong. San Francisco's got every chance to win the bowl already in the next couple of years. Hey, why not give themselves an even bigger chance? Just go all for it. I don't care what it takes at this point. Hey, I'm not a Niners fan by any means, but if the Niners could get the job done, Super Bowl contenders for the next couple of years to come, and that would be pretty insane. I-,
0: I see the Titans as the most likely, but I also can see the Packers bringing them in as like a yo, like Aaron, like stay type thing, but dogs I have to disagree. I don't agree with the 49ers and I'll tell you why. They don't pass that much in my opinion and like to bring in someone that expensive to add to. I mean, they have like a decent receiving core. It's not it's not special by any means. I mean, they got some they got some young young talent there but like my whole thing is I just don't understand why you would bring all that money in. I know they have cap space, but like why you bring that in? if like you're going to specialize definitely in a run game, like in, in Shanahan's offense.
3: I do agree. I just got a quick rebuttal, quick rebuttal. Uh, two reasons, <laughs> two reasons. All right. One, we all know Julio Hey, Julio's a great run blocker. That's why him and Shani were so, one of the reasons he, he, hey, Julio gets the job done in the run game for damn sure. He's a strong, strong boy. And more importantly, more importantly, you can start passing more with Julio and, and because that's the thing is not the, the 49ers just have a young receiving core, you know, like they're, they're a young group of dudes all in all and like, It's not that you don't trust them. It's just that, you know, they don't have their reps in all the way yet where it's like you trust in big situations. Bring in a guy like Julio. Hey, mid see games where they're more comfortable throwing, you know, 25, 30 passes a game because, hey, we got a guy that can go out and catch 10, 12 balls. And every target we throw at him, we're confident he's going to come down with. So that's, you know what I mean? But I I do completely understand where you're coming from as well. Mm -hmm. Dylan, how are you feeling about
1: that? Dude, honestly, it's just tough because like this is like obviously the most popular destination, but the Titans, I just... A.J. Brown's all in on the recruiting process and everything. It just makes the most sense because they have a hole for that. A.J. Brown is a very good receiver, but if he's playing at that, like, number two kind of role and you have Julio to take a lot of attention off of him, like, A.J. Brown will go crazy. You already have Derrick Henry. Um, And then I do – I just feel like the Patriots is a good option too because they really Mm -hmm. don't have anyone right now. And if you paired Julio along with both of the tight ends that they signed in this offseason, like, that starts to look like
0: a much better offense too um no i i agree i think so too i think like i said like i could also i mentioned it like briefly but i could also see the packers i mean pairing them with Devonte yeah, adams like and robert real. tanyan like think about that i that'd would be horrified i would hate every second of it but yeah, but it'd be nice it'd be, be so nice as a football way fan, to keep him, way to keep it'd it'd them happy well that's the thing would be too. fun for sure i think
1: if you go out and get julio you're almost giving aaron Rodgers no choice but to come back
2: Like who would say no to that Rogers back?
1: Right. Who would say no to that in their right mind? Throwing to Devontae Adams and Julio Jones. You just can't get better than that.
0: I mean, that kind of goes straight into our next headline. And I know it's been talked about kind of a lot, but I feel like we just kind of gotta address it. So, Dylan, like bring us right into it.
1: Yeah. So, Hunter, you let us in perfectly. Aaron Rodgers, I will never forget the moment when shefter tweeted that aaron Rodgers like wanted out of green bay me and connor were sitting on our porch watching the draft with a bunch of other guys and we were just like one of our buddies is a green bay fan we were just like oh my god he was so sad but um yeah it was kind of weird too because i don't know if you guys saw the espn um interview with him it was on one of the late shows and he just like ate- with kenny main yeah with kenny main it was like his last episode um, and he just like threw out some like weird phrases and stuff. And the one that kind of stuck out to me was he said, it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And from my, my perspective, it was always the Packers were like, kind of like a model franchise in the NFL, right? Like they've always been good. And it just seemed like no players really had anything bad to say about it. So that's, that was like a really interesting thing for me to hear. Um, I just kind of, what do you guys think of that? Do you think he was disrespected
2: and what do you Where do you think he would go, even if he does go somewhere? So, like, I think the interesting part about that is that on that interview, he said that, oh, I love Jordan. He's a great kid and whatnot. And he kind of wanted to put away those rumors that that's the reason why he felt disrespected. But the thing is, when you get, like, into the context of what he said, Jordan can be a good kid. But, I mean, the moment that they drafted him – And that they were already planning for the future when, hey, we went to the NFC championship game the year before. You drafted another quarterback that's not going to help me at all. Like, I think that is when he said everything got put into motion. Even though Jordan can be a good kid. Even though he can come out and say, like, I like the guy and whatnot. But, like, I think that is the defining moment that really turned him against the Green Bay organization. I think – Sorry, sorry. Oh, wait, we're this gonna, short, no, wait. we're going to say, yes. No, to ahead, your no. point,
1: too, Connor, it could have been any quarterback, right? Like, it didn't have to be Jordan Love. Like, it's nothing against Jordan Love. It was just like the act that it was. Um, sorry, exactly.
3: go ahead, Dobbs. Uh, why, all right. So, I, this, is one of those things where, again, everybody in the media in the NFL, it's one of like everyone loves Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, like they, they, they want him on their team. So, you're going to like not say anything, like these guys publicly, like think. So, like what I'm about to say. But you know what? I'm, I think I'm about to speak the truth. I don't really, I don't mind at all. Look, here's my thing. I completely understand where he's coming from. Disclaimer. Like, I completely understand where he's coming from. I would, if I was in his position, I would probably be upset too. And it's like, he has every right to feel that way. Now, on the other hand, this is the thing. As he said himself, the Packers, and you said, Dylan, the Packers organization is about culture, winning for a long period of time, and sustaining that winning. It's about, you know, can, like keep, he, keeping it rolling. Their, their point of view is like, okay, look, we literally, what we did with you is we let you sit for a while behind a great, great Hall of Fame player so that he would develop the intangibles to be the, that next step for us and be that next generational player that we need. And according to him, he was whatever he said, like, you know, me winning MVP, I think put a foil on that. But in reality, it's like, well, yeah, they use the first round pick on a guy that they have a lot of confidence in for the future. I don't think that they had any plans of necessarily like just throwing him. Like, I think that they are fully fine waiting until, until A-Rod was done in green Bay or, you know what I'm saying? Like in, until he retired, but obviously A-Rod not on board with that because like you guys were saying, he's been like, you know, like he feels disrespect at this point. I understand to an extent, but also the Packers are just trying to supply and sustain that same winning formula that they have been doing for the last two, three decades. And so it's like, when you look at it from that angle, it's kind of tough. Cause it's like, what they did is like, yeah, it hurt their chances to win a Super Bowl and meet like this next one or two years. But if they didn't draft him, maybe they didn't get that quarterback that they thought was really the guy for the future and they missed that chance. Well, then when Aaron Rodgers is gone, maybe that winning that they've sustained for so long isn't there. So you're like, when I look at from both sides, it is such a hard, like, it's hard because both sides have, you know, a like a prerogative on like what they want the future to be. But I do understand both sides a lot. So, listen, I've... Obviously don't like
0: Aaron Rodgers. I don't think me Connor, or Dylan like Aaron Rodgers. Like, but here's the thing. Like he's incredible, right? He's incredible what he does. And like the Packers need to forget, like, like the Packers can't forget that, like they are only winning because of Aaron Rodgers. Like my thing is like, he carried that team. Right. So like, this is in no way similar. I mean, it's similar, but in no way it's the same level at all it's all about respect to me because the way I look at it is like when I had a job, I asked for a raise, right? And what I was looking for was really just a minor raise because I know all the work I was doing and all the work I was putting in and like how basically like I was bringing in a ton of work. So basically i not carrying, but I was carrying my own weight and kind of bringing in a lot. And my thing is I wanted very little in a raise, but the whole thing is like it took them months and months and months to even try to sit down with me. And at that point I just felt disrespected where I didn't even care about the money. To me, it was more just about like, Hey, listen, I know what I'm doing for you guys. It'd be nice to just be able to sit down or like talk about something. Right. And that's what I feel like Aaron Rodgers is at um, where he's at situationally, because imagine, imagine nine years out of your 10 years, they draft, defensive players and then the first offensive player they draft in the first round and they move up to get him is a quarterback I don't care I don't think it's about who it is like Connor was saying or Dylan was saying it's more about the fact that one they didn't even let him know two they're not even trying to help him out talent wise and three he's carrying he's carrying his team every year through the playoffs like my thing is if, if, if you don't have Aaron Rodgers that team is Is I'm sorry they're they're making they might make the playoffs they might not but it's a toss up like with Aaron Rodgers you know you're going to the playoffs and you know you're making it past the first round so that's just how I see I think it's it's just I think the Packers organization held handled it horribly in my opinion but I I think the most likely spot is the
3: Broncos the Broncos make the most sense yeah I definitely agree I have to throw this in because I don't I don't know how I meant forgot to mention this because Packers fans are probably like what this is this is another thing I have to say with with the whole Jordan Love thing, they also did completely tweak and still are have been tweaking like by not signing up more offensive players to free agency or and in, and in the later rounds of the draft. Like It doesn't have to be round one, but they literally haven't, like, weren't even like, it's like trying to hit on a good offensive player. And that's the problem too, is it's like, okay, you skip one round of it, not the biggest deal in the world, but two drafts in a row and two off seasons in a row of not supplying him really any new talent that he can do anything with against teams that are now like Flying super high with offensive talent—that's that—that is the hugest problem. Not even the Jordan Love thing, in my opinion. It really is like the lack of just anything else. Like it's like, yeah, no, that is a huge problem. Like when you look when at you that, see like, what
0: dude. Brady does, when you see like what Brady did, he said, you know what? I'm done with the Patriots. I'm done with the disrespect. I'm going. And guess what happened? He went, where some, he went somewhere where they valued him and valued his opinion because they understand what he's done as a player. And that's why they let him put – he said Mike Evans and Chris Gowan, no, number one and two, that's why they let him have Antonio Brown. That's why they let him make decisions because how are you going to tell a quarterback who has six – I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have six championships, but he's done a lot compared to a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. So – I think, I think he's just looking for someone kind of like Tom was looking, just someone who values him and respects him for who he is as a player.
3: I completely agree. That's a good point. That's that's very well said, too.
1: And I think the biggest shock to me was, like, we talked about the not adding any offensive players to the draft, right, or, like, any first-rounders or second-rounders, right? Like, there's a guy like Kenny Galladay in division that's a free agent, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't even make a push for him, or at least to our knowledge they didn't make a push for him. Like – to me, it's just like if your quarterback has vocalized the fact that he needs more help and stuff like that and you don't make an effort to do that, it's just like kind of like saying, like, we don't really care about your opinion. Like, we're just going to do what we think's best for long-term success rather than like, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that they would draft a quarterback like that. And the other thing, too, is that if you look at Aaron or Tom Brady and Drew Brees, They played until they're into their 40s, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know that Aaron Rodgers can probably play. He is kind of a wild card in a sense, I think, where, like, to me, he is the personality where I could just see him, like, walking away. You know what I mean? Like, randomly. But if he doesn't, you would imagine he'd play into his 40s, right? So, you, I just don't think, like, drafting a quarterback two years ago now was, like, a big priority for, like, the long-term success because they could have even
0: done it this year, couldn't have done it next year. You know what I mean? Well, the um, worst thing I think too, is like, I've been seeing that Jordan loves just not that good. So yeah, he's nah. like, he's, he's just like, I think what Aaron is, his main problem too, is you like, you move up, draft this guy. Don't give me any talent. And he sucks. yeah Like you wasted a first yeah. round pick to help me. And like, listen, that makes me so happy because you know how <laughs> scared I was that the bears are going to have to deal with another 20 fucking years of, Oh my God. So, I mean, like, sucks for a player and like just it my thing is the packers organization should have been like you know what we messed up and done everything they could to fix it but to me i think they're being stubborn and i think aaron Rodgers can be more stubborn and i just don't see this ending well
1: well this is what we've seen with a lot of uh nfl organizations too where it's like it's almost like this power complex where like they're they don't want players to have like a say over like them like they need to be in charge of everything too so i think there was a little bit of that factored into it too all right all go right. ahead we're gonna we'll move on to our next segment now this is going to look at a little bit different um when we get close to the season stuff like that we'll be going through like kind of like the weekly gambling lines but for right now we got to stick to some future props um and the prop this week is we're going to be going through every single division and picking a winner at the odds that are listed we're going to um, run
0: through these quick because if we like spend a lot of time on them, it's yeah, going to yeah. take it's forever. Just gonna be,
1: it's going to be a quick yeah, no, we can just rattle it off. Maybe like 15-second explanation, but I'll cut you off if you go further. All right, so starting yeah. out with the NFC North, we have the Packers at minus 134, Vikings at plus 260, Bears at plus 375, and the Lions at plus 2,000. Connor, what
2: do you like here? All right, this one's way too easy, um, especially if Rodgers is not going to be on the Packers, which I'm going to assume he's not going to be. Bears plus 375, great value. We're going to be better than the Vikings. There's no doubt in my mind about it. I mean, plus 375, you
3: can't get anything better than that. Dobbs, what do we like? You know, this is I'm, – I'm going to go with the Bears, and it's one of those things where you guys, I feel like, will agree. This is going to be one of those weird years in a division, I feel like, for the NFC North, if Rodgers isn't on the Packers, it doesn't play, where you could win the division almost going like 9-7. and seven. You literally just need to have like a – solid year at most and you could really win the division because i kind of yeah i picture the vikings right in the middle of the pack again eight and eight nine and seven maybe a little bit less than that, eight, nine, seven and nine so if the bears can just pull out like a above 500 season i do definitely see them winning like i can see them winning the division oh i'm forgetting though extra game this season but still i'm taking the bears on that i like that i like the bears product. That's gonna take a minute to get used to for sure
0: um the, gonna be completely dependent on if aaron Rodgers stays but I see Justin Fields balling out, and I never trust the Vikings. I just don't trust the Vikings. Um, so I'm going to go Bears three, plus 375.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of wild that the Packers are even, like, still favorited with all of the Aaron Rodgers rumors going on. But I just think that, especially with the chance that he doesn't in a future bet, you always look for good odds and stuff like that, especially at plus. So, honestly, as a Bears fan, obviously I'm taking the Bears. But even, like, the Vikings – Because you already you always know they're gonna be like top set middle of the pack, decent. Like even at plus two sixty, the Vikings, like I think those are solid odds. All right, so the NFC East, we have the Cowboys at plus 125 football team, Washington football team at plus two sixty, the Giants at plus three fifty, and the Eagles at plus five hundred.
2: Honestly, I like all these odds. I think you can't go wrong with any of the top three. I don't the Eagles are not gonna win the division. There's no chance. But if I'm going to have to play it safe, I like that the Cowboys are plus odds to win the division because I do think they have one of the best offenses in the league and um, their defense has gotten a little bit better. Dan Quinn, some new additions in the back end at safety with Keanu Neal and DeMonte Kazi. Um, I think the Cowboys at plus odds is pretty good
3: value. You know, I'm, I'm with you, Connor, where it's like, I don't dislike any of these and you know, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants. I feel like Joe Judge, you got, I like the Joe Judge foundation of the team. I feel like they're just going to keep building on it. I really think the Giants are going to be really like formidable team for a long period of time, as long as, as long as they figure out the quarterback situation. That's kind of thing is, I also think Daniel Jones is going to make a little bit of a leap this year. I'll be on the record and say that I'll be a bit of a risky take, but I don't mind. I think that the Giants are going to make it. Yeah, I think the Giants are going to make a little bit of a leap this year. And I'm going to be like, okay, we got to start taking the boys in blue seriously. So uh, that's how I'm picturing that division this year.
0: I'm going with the Washington football team. I think, honestly, they're going to squeak out 10 to 11 wins. And I'll put that – yeah, I'll put that down. But I also do see the Giants. I, I can see the Giants, like, pushing through and getting the top of the division. I'm never sold on the Cowboys. I just don't believe in them. But that Washington defense is scary, and I like Fitzpatrick as their quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I can see them
3: squeaking out 10 to
0: 11 wins. Sneaky.
3: Football team is, has, for real, a horrifyingly scary defense. So mm-hmm.
1: – so we have a Cowboys, a football team, and a Giants. Do I have to go to the Eagles here? No, please, it, I'm no. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I, I, I could not do that. Make a case. <laughs> um, no, like you said, Connor, all three teams, just the fact that all of them are at plus odds, like you can't go wrong with any of them. Personally, I'm going to go with the Giants too. Um, I just think they're going to be a fun team. They're just going to be a lot of fun. And Joe Judge, he kind of like strikes me as a culture guy, so I like what they're doing over there. All right, we're going back to the NFC South. The Bucks are at -200, Saints +300, Falcons +800 and Panthers +1100. All
2: right. Um so I really I really don't see any other team winning the NFC South other than the Bucks and -200 isn't horrible. Like it could be 3 or 400 and I don't think I'd really take it. I, like I wouldn't bet on these personally, but if you were to take one, Ed, you'd have to do the Bucks.
3: Toss hundred down, get fifty back. Not bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. you know, I, I completely agree, Connor. I'll just say this because you and you guys will we'll give it. There's like a one percent chance that it happens, but I'll make a case for it. The only chance that the Bucks don't win the division is a. I, I believe in the TB12 method and all that, but regardless, a Tom's getting older. We just saw it. Hey, I didn't think Drew, it was ever going to happen to drew like that. Wait, one bad hit or something. Is this I don't the know. Sa- is this that's, the saints take? Well, I was going to say that's the only, <laughs> like, the only other team that has a chance to win the division. I feel like is the saints. And I don't, obviously I don't think we're gonna, and the only chance that it happens I re- is like, if, I mean, if if Tom were to get injured, but he's getting older, the chance exists. It's not, but I mean, I, if I was putting money in, I would put money in the box. But so I'll, I'll might as well be the one person who gives us a different perspective. If something were to happen to Tom, I feel like the Saints would have an advantage. So but I don't think anything is gonna happen to Tom on the record, but it's just worth noting.
0: I'm going uh famous Jameis Baby. No, um yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think the no I think, <laughs> I, the, up. The, I think the Bucks are gonna win. I mean they returned to what 22 starters. Uh, it's and, and yeah. like they're now they're gelling. Like, come on. Like it's Tom Brady. I don't think I mean this is a. The, I don't. Even, I don't think the Saints can win it. I think they'll still like make the playoffs, but like the Falcons, if they're putting up like sixty points a game because their defense is just god awful, like I don't know, like maybe, but I, it's Bucks easily. Yeah, the Falcons our, are going to be interesting. They
1: need a, They just need to send Julio. They need to send Matt Ryan. They just need to start fresh. Um, mm-hmm. all right. I already said my piece on the Bucks too. 100 get 50 back sounds good to me. This is going to be a fun one, and I really don't know what to expect from this. But the NFC West, we have the Rams at plus 180, 49ers plus 180, Seahawks plus 300, and Cardinals plus 600. Connor's right. um, rocking the Cardinals. I know who Connor's
3: going. I know who Connor's going with. Connor's rocking I'm, the Cardinals. I'm going to say, I feel I already know who <laughs> Connor's going with. I did what? It. This is actually going to
2: be a surprise. Um... I'm gonna take Seattle, and uh, for one reason and one reason only, they have the like best quarterback right in the
3: division. That's all I need. Hey, I respect it. I'm gonna to have to switch it up on you. I th- I thought for sure with these odds, you know what? Kyler Murray just needs that. If Kyler Murray has, and he's already obviously had, we already respect Kyler Murray. Thinks he's a good player, but if he can take that like leap step and like really kind of like turn the switch this year, the Cardinals have have got a shot. The Cardinals got a good defense. Like they have a formidable defense now. You, you, the O-line is still kind of, you know, which you're like, you're looking at the team, you're like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. But regardless, hey, they sure as hell got a chance and at odds plus 600, you put down a decent little chunk of money, you win it. That's a, that's pretty good value for your money. So I'm going to definitely go with the Cardinals on this one.
0: I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I like Matt Stafford a lot. So I'm going to go with the Rams. Their defense is scary. And... Matt Stafford is not Jared Goff, so uh, I think they'll be okay with winning the division, and I'm not also sold on the 49ers.
1: Yeah, um, so, Connor, you really shocked me here because usually I'm the Seahawks. I'm the resident Seahawks fan of Burbs, usually, aside from the mm-hmm. Bears, but I'm going to have to go Rams because, Hunter, you made a very good point. Matt Stafford is not Jared Goff, and he's He's a lot better, so much better than him. And he's going to be so good on the Rams. So I have to go with the Rams too.
0: The issue with Jared Goff is he did get hit once, and then he's just like he's shaking the whole game. Like the Bears hit him once, and he was shook the whole game. He's a soft Kelly boy. He can't. He's not. He can't bounce back.
1: Yeah. No. I've never been. What if the hot Lions revive his
3: career?
0: The hot lion. Oh what, yeah, what if he just goes to Detroit
3: again? and starts scorching people with like a no-name receiving core? That would, dude, that would be hilarious. No, tangent. Well, we want to get on that? I'm, I just had to throw it out It's there. the Dan Campbell effect. What, don't, 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 just, there's, like, there's a chance, baby. The,
1: the Dan Campbell effect, there's a chance. All right, we're jumping over to the NFC North now. We got the
0: Ravens. AFC at, North.
1: Good catch, good catch. AFC North, Ravens at plus 120, Browns plus 145. Steelers plus 400 and the Bengals at plus 2,500.
2: All right. So I'm going to take the Browns at plus plus one forty five, but you know, I can't lie that Bengals plus 2,500 is looking (laughs) at me some type of way right now. It that's, that's a pretty juicy odd right there, but, um, no, in all all serious though, the Browns I think have the most complete roster in the league. I mean, they don't have any holes anywhere on their team and, um, Eric Berry's done a great job at GM for them, bringing in so much talent through the draft and free agency. And I think Baker Mayfield could be a sneaky dark horse MVP candidate this year. So I'm with the Browns.
3: Yeah. You know, Connor, if we're talking value for your money, you know, the Bengals throw like five bucks on them. Why it's not? kind of nice, right? Yeah. No, it's like kinda- as far as value goes, you might as well just throw $5 like anybody on them. But I- I'd say, you know what? I'm going to go a different route here. You know, Steelers, they got their boy now where they can shout out Najee, where they can pound the ball consistently throughout the game, control the clock, still got a good defense. I can see the Steelers churning out the division. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I mean, it, it's going to be, obviously it's not going to be easy. This is one of the toughest divisions in football. I know big Ben, I I'm fully aware of the, of, of his, uh, you know, regression, everything, but at the end of the day, they have the guy that they want to play the style of football they want now. They still are going to be a good defensive squad. That's the Formula One football games all in all. And so with that being said, I, I gotta rock with the boys in Pittsburgh. And even though I don't care if this is an unpopular opinion, I'm I'm rocking.
0: So my pick for the North is the Browns. Uh fuck the Steelers. I don't think Big Ben has it anymore. I like Najee Harris, but at the same time, I'm just not sold on them. Love Mike Tomlin, think he's a great coach, but fuck them um i like the browns i don't think (laughs) i don't think the ravens i i don't i don't know the ravens just i can't like they had that one year and i think they're always gonna be a good team with lamar just can't do it browns as long as baker mayfield don't slip and slide over the field i think he'll be fine
1: yeah um i'm just gonna go with the browns too baker mayfield's my dude i've been following him ever since he was at oklahoma um but the, don't get me wrong, I do think the Ravens will be very good. Like those games, Browns Ravens are gonna be super competitive. All right, we're gonna jump over to the AFC East. We have the Bills at plus one thirty-five, Dolphins at plus three twenty-five, Patriots at plus three fifty, Jets at plus two thousand.
2: All right, I am going to go with the Dolphins. Um, I want to go Jets, but they're just they're gonna need another year to figure it out. Um. I think Tua is the most scrutinized quarterback in the league. And I understand for the most part why people think that, but I think that he's got a ton of playmakers around him. Might have the best weapons in the league. So
3: I'm, I think the Dolphins could squeak this one out. You know, I really want to go with the Dolphins. But you know what? What if just maybe the Patriots spent all their money really wisely this offseason and they drafted a quarterback that can come in right away and make the right decisions. Oh wait, I think that's what happened. So with that being said, take get some get some value for your money right here, dude. Dude, the Patriots could go. The Patriots are already right back in a position to win this division. I don't care. I, I'm on record saying it. Everyone, everyone apparently forgot about Belichick and his boys already. I sure as hell didn't. I'm gonna let that be known. The people are sleeping on the on Mag Jones. The whole, hey. I'm not gonna get on my tangent right now, but
0: y'all must have forgot about the boy up in New York. Josh Allen is not gonna lose this division. Are you kidding me? He's so good. Stefan Diggs, come on, come on, come on. It's the Bills division for the next five years. Yeah, I respect the hot take. It's not a
3: hot take, <laughs> but it hey, Loki, like the the Dol- like the Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots are all on the come up right now. I can't lie, like the Bills might have. Oh, they are, plan, but the I don't like, like. I the don't their like their plateau, Tua. But... I
0: don't like Tua. I don't like Tua, and I think the Patriots are done.
3: I'm gonna Uh-oh. have to disagree. I think the Patriots are are just are <laughs> they're re- they're just starting to retool to make everyone sick again. That's fine. All right, here's my take oh, on, we'll on it. See. Ready?
1: Ready? I think quarterback play is obviously so important, and I agree with you, Dobbs. Like I want to say the Patriots are going to do it, but until then, I just you need to see Mac Jones play good or Cam Newton even for whatever happens at quarterback, and that's why I think the Bills are going to win just because Josh Allen is that much better right now. Um, but don't sleep on Mac Jones; he he could be could be a dog in a couple of years. Um, all right, we're going to jump over to the AFC South now. we got the Colts at minus 106, Titans at plus 130, Jaguars at plus 750, and Texans at plus 2,200. How are they worse than
0: the Bengals? I was going to
3: say, wait, bro, the, the, you can get more money betting on the Bengals? I, 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 well, I think I literally like, just going to back to
2: look at. I think it's because the division is it's harder the AFC Yeah, yeah.
1: So well, that's I, why their odds are higher.
3: This is disrespectful to the Colts. There's, the Colts are not folding this division to the Texans. <laughs> this that's, is disrespectful. That's
2: true. I, I I mean, you'd have to be an idiot to bet on the Texans to win this division.
3: Like it, it should definitely Davis be higher. Than that. Either that, or you think they're about to find the Davis next Kurt Mills. Warner? Or Davis like- Mills. <laughs> I guess i was gonna say with, with the Deshaun situation, and everything you still don't even know what's happening if he's playing. So like, I, I just don't. I couldn't understand putting money in the Texans. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm actually surprised by these lines. Um, The last four divisions didn't have anybody favored to actually win the division. And I'm surprised that the Colts are favored when the Titans have won it the last two years in a row. And I know they've lost some pieces, but they're still a good football team. They've still got Derrick Henry. Um, I think A.J. Brown is a top receiver in the league. And they added a lot of pieces on defense, which is really what they needed to do. So I'm baffled that a Carson Wentz-Colts team is
3: favored to win this division. Like, I don't know how that's possible. I was going to say, bro, we're, after last season, everyone looked at it and was like, and I get it, Like you know, I've been saying this all offseason long. Hey, him connecting with Frank Reich is like the one chance he has to like re-spark his career and like hit it, hit the ground running again. But with that being said, it's like, doesn't mean it's going to just happen and like to give him like the other uh, fate the odds and his favorite right off the jump after we've seen what the titans have been doing i'm with you connor disrespectful and i'm definitely taking the titans with that said let's go the colts are really good but i hate garson Wentz so much <laughs> so
0: i but i think if the titans land julio they're instant favorites but i think the titans are going to take it but like fucking hate Carson Wentz but he has that chance just to go <laughs> off and the Colts team is so good their roster probably one of the most solid rosters in the NFL so I, I get it but until I see Carson Wentz like actually doing something I'm gonna have to go with the Titans should I do it should I know, I know you, guys. you're gonna say the Jaguars the oh no
1: <laughs> let's go no oh, honestly like no. just because the Colts and Titans are just so solid as football teams. Like, they're good at running the ball and stuff. Like, it's really hard to, like, upset them, even for, like, one or two games, much less a season. But I'm just going to do it. Plus 750? Like, come on. Trevor Lawrence? You wouldn't have fun watching Trevor Lawrence with
3: plus 750 odds all year? No, I like it, bro. I was going to say, you know what? Is there a chance? Hey, they got a good O-line they're not ho- they just needed they, they 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 just need some consistency on offense and i've
0: had
1: i've been really realistic with all my takes i just had a i had to have a fun one you know
3: like, will hey, take it, I'll Lawrence. eat my
0: words. I'll eat my words, but I do not think Trevor Lawrence will ever be a top three quarterback. Stop. Maybe top oh, five. No. This is, this is your, I don't Hot care. Take I'll today. eat it. I'll eat it. I, it. I don't care. I don't think he's going to be top five, top three. I don't is this think gonna so. Be,
1: this this has to be the clip bait for the episode, like the little segment. I, People that's are going to be fine. Like,
0: I don't care. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I think he might be one of those guys who's above average, pretty good, but I don't think he's ever going to be top three, top five.
3: No, I can definitely understand why you'd say yeah. that Maybe, too. maybe five, maybe five. Uh, I, def- I, I understand where you're coming from, though. Oh, I've stumbled all over that.
0: <laughs> the, he's so good that him busting is more likely. Not even busting, just not being as good as he's supposed to be. All right, we're going to jump over to the AFC West
1: now. We have the Chiefs at minus 305, Broncos at plus 500, Chargers at plus 600, and the Raiders at plus 1,600.
2: All right. This one's a no brainer. You got to do the chiefs. I know it's not great odds, but no other team's going to win this division. I'll just tell you that straight up.
3: You know, I got to kind I got to disagree with you. I think I can name one team in this division. I feel like has a chance to beat them in this division and can it can only LA? happen. It can only, yeah, it can only happen if they beat them the two times they meet this year. I feel like that's going to, what's going to, it comes down to, and it, the, chance, the chance of that happening, I agree. It's not, it's not good. But I feel like those odds, <laughs> you, you're getting decent value on it. Like, you're definitely getting decent value for the Chargers. If Jay Herbo, hey, who, is it that said Jay, who, who started Jay calling Jay Herbo? Herbo. Was, that, was that you, Hunter? Yeah. If Jay Herbo can, can have, <laughs> if he can come out and sling it even just a little better than he did last year. He was already on fire last year. Defense is improved. They have, you know, their guys, if they get Derwin back, you know, they're healthy again. They, this is a, they're a great team. So I, I, I agree. Our, they don't have Mahomes. They're not the chiefs, but I don't know if they can beat him two times when they play in the right of the season. Just maybe just maybe I think that's fair. I think it's I, fair.
0: I'm going to go chiefs, but I could see the chargers just on some fuck shit this year. Like just taking it, but it's chiefs all the way.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you were to take any other team except the chiefs here, you're almost banking on a Mahomes injury. And I'm not saying like season ending or whatever, like,
3: even, even if he's out, games.
1: even if he's out for like five games, like that gives another team enough opportunity to like go in and snag the division. But yeah, you have to go Chiefs here.
0: Just a disclaimer though, if the Broncos get Rodgers, then this is all yep. fucked. Yep. So yeah,
3: hey, things do change a lot if if, if lot. that happens. Quick question: We're
0: forgetting our boy Derek Carr, but.
3: Man.
1: What do you think the odds for the Broncos would go to if they get Rodgers to win the division? I
0: think, I think they're plus 100. I think the Chiefs go down to minus like 100.
3: I was definitely thinking plus 100 too, bro. That's probably like... That sounds, sounds like right. That'd be like exact correct. I, feel like it would I like should set too. the fucking lines. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Send an email right now. Tell them that they've been fucking up. He's Mr. Casino,
0: on. I'm setting the lines for all this shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was stupid no no i fucked with it you're the casino now you hunter is the casino uh, i'm gonna set. i'm gonna that's what that's what's gonna be a new segment i'm gonna set a line each week that is we we need it we could yeah. just you could be like this is where vegas fucked up yeah literally, Ooh, I literally I like that. Where, vegas vegas. where
3: vegas fucked up i'm hunter vegas. <laughs> write this down right now
1: <laughs> um all right so Hunter, right, you want to take over this armchair? Just kind of go ahead yeah. and explain so, it. So
0: armchair GM, I think it's a cool idea. So basically what it's going to be is each week, each of us are going to have a uh, conference and a division in that conference. So for this week, example, I have the NFC and the AFC West. So basically all we're going to do is each week we'll rotate and we have to make a decision for one team in that respected division and conference. So I'll start off, I'll, I'll go uh, NFC, West. I'm gonna go Cardinals need to go out and grab Zach Ertz. Okay. Their starting tight end is Max with 2X Williams. I just it doesn't make sense. That's their starter. Like okay, they have uh, so that that flows so well though. Max oh. with 2x Williams. That's a raw that that would be <laughs> because think about it. Like he better be number uh what is X? X is 10? Ah, see, it didn't work out. Never yeah, mind. He better change uh, his fucking number to 10. <laughs> anyway, they have a raw ass receiving core but they're tight at like, who's going to run up the middle? Like no one's guarding fucking Max Williams. He's probably gonna drop the wall. He probably had a decent season. I sound ignorant, but go out and get Zach Ertz. I think it's, a, I mean, he's an aging veteran. Get him on a, I think he's only got like what, one or two years on his deal. I don't see why you don't get him. I think they have cap space. So why not? Okay. This is the one where I've actually done a lot of thinking on. I'm not the identity thing on that, but like the AFC West, I think you sit drew lock. You start Teddy Bridgewater because Listen, you have Jerry Judy, you have KJ Hambler, and then Javante Williams, right, is the running back they drafted. Okay, they're not going to develop under Drew Locke. Okay, I don't care if Drew Locke can throw it down the field and Teddy Bridgewater can't. With Teddy Bridgewater, you're giving these guys the chance with a competent – I don't care if they win a ton of games. You're developing your future in your offense. I, I say you start Teddy. You sit Drew. I mean, uh, no one's sold on Drew. Who's who's he gonna start for if you if he wasn't on the Broncos? I think you start Teddy. Let your offense and young guys develop. I mean, they got Noah Fant at tight end too. Let him develop, figure out their game, and give him a chance, right? So then you can br- use Teddy as a bridge, like he's been used before, and bring in a real guy. And you already have studs around him on cheap deals. So that's that's my move.
3: Use the Bridgewater as the bridge man. Is that what you're saying? no yes. pun intended Let's wow go. i hunter, did that so seamlessly you're
0: killing it right now <laughs> i mean hey man
3: he is he, he kind was killing that segment
0: <laughs> all right so next we got the nfc and afc north and that is going to be dobbs
3: you're putting pressure on me hunter Now i gotta i gotta kill it the same way no no yeah, you gotta use cool family. names yeah i gotta i gotta really uh figure out how i'm gonna get this to roll off the tongue but i mean all right so obviously for the nfc north well, i mean come on you guys know what move i'm gonna address Look, if I'm the Packers, I'm figuring out their in Rodgers' situation. It's, it's a distraction more than anything, um, and, and it's kind of one of those things, like anything in life, you can keep sweeping under the rug, but every single day it comes closer and closer to fruition of like a decision has to be made. You can keep sweeping under the rug, or we can take care of it now. Obviously, it looks like he doesn't want to come back, and it's almost like at this point, even if he does come back, things don't – like what? what is you got? He, he's, he's getting older. The, the situation like the relationship is going to take a while to be patched back, even if it is bailed patch back. I don't think they're in a position to win, a, I mean, really, like a really super bowl with him. It's like, I, I think you, you trade him and you get the most you can out of it and you move on. And like we said, we, they fucked up, they, they just have to bite the bullet, they fucked up, and it's time to move on and figure it out because until that they do, it's just going to be the distraction that it is, and that's not what we want, is no matter what franchise you are. And then, um, for the AFC. I'm saying, you know, look, it contradicts where, I, where, where I'd like to see Julio or I think he'd best be, you know, at. But at the same time, this is another really good spot for him. A, if the Ravens can go out and make a move for Julio Jones, get, in, you get yourself a number one receiver in that offense. I mean, obviously, like a true number one receiver in that offense. Give Lamar the biggest security blanket he could have ever asked for, basically. And I think magic happens. And obviously, the Ravens are already Super Bowl competitors. But I'm kind of on the same train as Hunter said. It's not – for the Ravens to win a playoffs right now, every game has to be a perfect offensive game plan where Lamar has to have a near perfect game. If you give him a guy like Julio, that is not the case anymore. You you a lot of things open in the offense more, and 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 you can throw more jump balls. You can rely on Julio to really do more things for you. So if, hey, if the Ravens can make that happen, big moves. Connor with
0: right. the NFC and AFC East.
2: All right, for the NFC East. I chose Dallas. Um, I think they're in a very pivotal spot right now um, with their roster. Um, Looking at it, I think they have one of the best offenses in the league. I really trust in Dak, so they don't have to worry about that side of the ball. Um, But there's a corner available on free agency right now that would be a stud day one walking into that building, and that's Richard Sherman. Um, When you look at the other defenses in that division, the Giants and the football team, the Dallas doesn't even compare at all. But you go and sign Richard Sherman. You already added a great linebacker, two good safeties. Your defensive line is already pretty solid. You sure up that cornerback room. And I think they that makes them clinch the division um, easily. I think their odds would shoot up from plus one twenty five to minus one twenty five. Um, so that would be the first move for them. And for the AFC East, um, going with Miami. Um, and I think that the thing that they need to do first and foremost is sure up that offensive line. Um, they added Will Fuller um, and Jalen Waddle in free agency. They've got Mike Gusecki and Devonte Parker. They have great weapons. But if you're putting all your chips in the table for Tua to really be that guy, then you need to shore up the offensive line because last year he was one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the league you didn't really have continuity at the position you're starting Fitzpatrick for a little bit we don't really know what kind of player Tua is yet and if you really want to find that out give him the best chance by shoring up that offensive line so I would go assign Mitchell Schwartz for sure.
0: Wow, I really like that Richard Sherman one. I like that a lot. I think that would be really good. Kind of um, fire. I know, kind of fire, sneaky <laughs> pick. Uh, Dylan uh, with the NFC
1: and AFC South. All right, so I feel like I got super lucky with both these divisions. Um, so for the NFC South, we're going the Falcons. They just need to – I think they need to get rid of Matt Ryan too, but we know that's not going to happen um, during the year. But we do know that they are going to trade away Julio Jones sometime soon. And then that kind of coincides with the team that we've all been saying would be the best fit for them. So for the AFC South, what they need to do is they need to go out and get Julio Jones. We touched on it earlier. And pairing up Julio Jones in that offense with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, it's just a match made in heaven. Like, that's the trifecta right there. And they would – I that offense would be crazy to watch.
0: I think that, I think that's a – where's Matt Ryan going? Dude, I don't know. They No just, one's
1: picking up his contract that's true but they just need a restart they need a refresher I know, I know i
0: know his time's done there so we're gonna move next into the debate segment and uh so, <laughs> let's go so <laughs> this is how it this works so time. each so each week it's gonna be two people against each other and then there's gonna be two judges and um pretty much how this goes is each person gets a minute there's a pose question. We're going to keep a record and then there's a 30 second rebuttal and that's it. And then the two judges will pick the winner. So the first one is Dobbs. Dylan, can you get a timer ready? Yep. Okay. Got gotcha. it. So the first question is which rookie receiver will have the same or more of an impact on their offense this upcoming off season or the, not off season this season. And the, People are Dobbs and Connor that are going to be debating. Dobbs is
3: so hyped for this.
0: He's so excited.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, dude. I, I'm, I'm literally way too excited. All right, On ready? Dylan's
0: go, you can
3: start. Three, two, one. All right. So I'm going with Jamar Chase. And I'll keep this short, sweet, and to the point. Look, what y'all need to know is as a 19- and 20-year-old kid, Jamar Chase led the SEC 1,780 yards, 20 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson was his teammate. Now, we all know how, how good Justin Jefferson was last year. And Justin Jefferson, I knew was going to be a fantastic player coming in the league. As a matter of fact, on record, all these guys would tell you, I remember how much I was just like shocked it was the Eagles passed and was am sure many people were. Because I knew he was going to come in the league and have a big impact. With Jamar Chase, I have that same feeling times one and times 1.5, where it's like I know he's going to be – spectacular he's gonna literally come right in from day one and make magic happen because he's that talented he is he is one of the most talented receivers to come out of college in such a long time uh he's physical he's a good blocker as well not that that matters for statistics for offensive rookie or anything Who are making but it it matters for making an impact and I think that he is going to be their number one receiver from year one all respect and the Bengals already have a good receiving core so that just adds fuel to my fire Jamar Chase is I think he's gonna be the truth
2: All right, right. Three. Oh, oh, Very well said, Dobbs. Now, do I get a 30-second rebuttal, or am I just going no, straight? No, you get a minute day? on yours. And then okay. we'll go into the rebuttals. All right, three, All right. two, one. So the thing is, when you look at the question, it's who has a better impact on their offense this upcoming season. And I think there are a couple receivers that have the chance to walk in and be the number one. Devonta Smith could come out and be the number one for Philly and Rashad Bateman could be the number one for Baltimore, but I trust Lamar Jackson a lot more. So I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman here. I think he was the most NFL-ready receiver to come out of the draft this year. He's the best route runner. He's got great hands. He's fast, too. And I think Lamar's been dying for a receiver that can hold the outside, that he can actually throw deep balls to. Because in college, he was one of the best deep ball throwers in college football, and he hasn't had a receiver that can go down the field and make plays on the ball. So I think Rashad Bateman's going to come in and take over that number one receiving role. And I think he could lead the league in receiving yards for a rookie. Damn, with time to spare, too. Wow.
3: Wow. All right, Dodge. Yeah, yeah, all right. So wow. I, I, so, right, I, my rebuttal. All right. Here's my rebuttal I, I do, I, I agree that I think that Bateman's going to come in and he's going to have a, he, he's going to be in a position to be the number one receiver. But I think that Chase is going to be in that same position where, and yes, Chase is surrounded by talent, but we have to remember, Chase is going right back with the QB that he was just setting records with. And we know that that trust is going to be there. That, that mutual trust is already in standing. He's, Joe Burrow is going to be looking his way first on almost every play because he knows and trusts he's going to get open. And moreover, I just think Chase is, is he's going to get open against already almost any corner you throw in front of him. He's that talented. He's that shifty. Um, so yeah, I respect Babin, but.
2: All
1: right.
3: All right. My, my turn. Yep. All right.
2: Um. So I do agree with you. I think Chase is by far the most talented receiver in this um, as the rookie class. But the thing is there are a lot of mouths to feed in Cincinnati. And I think T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are already established there. So even though Jamar Chase will come in and he can be wide receiver to take over the outside role, there are a lot of other receivers that are going to get the ball and I think they're going to get Joe Mixon more involved this year too. So, that would be uh, my reason not to take chase. Damn.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to decide this right now. I have to side with Connor because one, I do agree that Lamar is going to target Bateman a lot more. Cause he's got what Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. And yes, you're saying that like Jamar chase is going to make an impact, but that 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 doesn't matter if burrow's gonna be on the ground 90 percent of the game they i mean like they should have took sewell i'm sorry they should have took sewell so i gotta go bateman
3: oh yeah so. no connor's connor's argument i i respect it, it's, it, it <laughs> no Conor you picked, don't respect Conor, it Conor you hate it connor picked connor no connor picked the best guy and a connor's showing off his wits connor kind knows his football bateman was like a, the best guy he could have gone with i i he, he went crazy. I, can can I, even, I respect I, his argument. Can I equal it out right here?
1: I'm just going to go with Dobbs and the Jamar Chase thing. I was going to go Bateman, and I, I've talked to Connor about this, too. Like, I think Bateman's so good, and he's literally in a world of his own right there where, like, it's only Hollywood Brown, right, as the other receiver, like Willie Sneed. Like, who cares about those dudes? But, dude, Dobbs hit me with that Burrow to Jamar Chase connection. If they can get that going again – that can be scary.
3: They it doesn't matter snap. if the
0: line, there's no line. They could go crazy. Hey, so Jonah Williams, really really hey, well, this is
3: the first year we're really going to get to see Jonah Williams. So that is something not a lot of people have talked about. If Jonah Williams can stay healthy, be, be kind of what he was in college again. He's at least got like some protection on his blind side. So I feel like that's yeah. worth noting. Yeah. I,
0: so we're really going to end this first one with a tie. That sucks. Hey, well, we'll see. We'll see I if you, like and, Dylan can, a lot if you tie, and Dylan though, can break yeah. it. What do you? If you and Dylan can, no, it, I'm not budging. I think Dylan's. I, I think Dylan's opinion is stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: right. Oh yeah. So if there's a tie, Ooh. if there's a tie, we're
0: gonna throw up a poll on the story, yeah, and we'll we'll decide. It's a good then. idea. I like that. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. And So for our next debate, we're gonna be discussing here, or more specifically, Hunter and Dylan are gonna be going back and forth on who the best rookie head coach is gonna be for the next decade. So a long period of time, uh, you know, a lot of thinking to do. So let's hear what you boys think. With that being said, I'm going to start this timer. Who's going first? I should ask. I am. Um, All right, Hunter. Oh, oh. Three. Uh, it's just on the dot. Okay. okay. That
1: <laughs> Three, two, one.
0: You're good to go. I'm going to go Brandon Staley. I think his pass work speaks for himself. He was with the Rams. He was with the Bears. And if I don't forget, he was with the Broncos. So I, I think culture-wise, I think he's a great guy. I almost went Salah because – But the reason I didn't go solid is because I looked at the team. I think the chargers are built to win long-term. And I think if Zach Wilson doesn't plan out, I think the solid thing is going to be kind of tough until they get a new guy. I think Brandon Staley, I think people, I think teams love him. I think he's worked under great people. He's worked with McVay. He's worked with Fangio. I think he has all that winning attitude and culture. I think he's a player's guy. And I think his past experience really, like I said, speaks for itself in terms of those defenses that he's worked with. That's all.
3: All right. You got it in with 13 <laughs> seconds to spare. And Jay Herbo. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's an one. All right. So whenever you're ready for your uh, side of the argument, Dylan, I'm a countdown in three, two, one. Go. All
1: right. If I'm being completely honest, I was looking at Brandon Staley too. And I would have loved to pick him because I think he is set up for the future. But my thing with Robert Sala is that. I think that he's going to develop a culture. We've all seen him running around with his head cut off on the sidelines, screaming, getting guys jacked and juiced. I think it might take him a little bit, maybe like the next five years to develop that roster. But there's no question in my mind that Robert Sala is the best culture coach aside from these rookies and maybe even in the entire NFL. I think he's going to get those guys juiced in. Zach Wilson kind of scares me a little bit. We don't really know what to expect from that team. But if Zach Wilson does pan out, like, he has a nice setup there. He gets some defensive pieces. I think that he can – he might resurrect the Jets. Who knows?
0: Okay.
1: All right, with I'm 12 seconds to spare. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, Hunter. 30 seconds in three, two, one. Okay. I love Robert Saw. I think he's the right guy, but here's the thing. If Zach Wilson doesn't pan out, you're just not letting him go after a, a, your first year. You're sitting with him and you're talking about like it's gonna take five years. You don't got five years. Five years is half of the question. You're set with Jay Herbo. You're set with the Chargers. They are set. I, you there's too many contingencies
3: on the Jets. And the Jets are the Jets. So there you go. <laughs> right on you were right at like 29 seconds. So perfect rebuttal. Uh Man. and then Dylan, whenever you're Ain't ready. That crazy. It, that, that is crazy. You literally have like 0.3 seconds left. All right. And then three.
1: All right, so this is a big part that I think we're missing too. If we look at the division, he is in a really tough division, and he might be losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a lot over the next decade. Robert Sala, we got the Bills, we got the Patriots, sure, but I think there is a lot more wiggle room for them to get on the come-up and take over that division a little bit.
0: I know this isn't allowed, but I'm sneaking in. There's seven seeds. There's an extra <laughs> spot. I don't care. There's an extra spot. <laughs> All right,
1: real, real quick too, Hunter. I love how like we both started out. We're like, yeah, I really like Brandon
0: Sealy too. But <laughs> like, <laughs> it was hard. It was tough. It was tough. And that boy off of Buffalo, but so Buffalo, so. All I'm right. Sad. I don't care.
3: So, <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> This is tough. I got to say, though, Hunter, your evidence was compelling. I, I, I And you know what? Your your rebuttal, you, you were rolling. Dylan, I, I, everything you said, Dylan, I do agree with. It's just, it is true. The contingencies the Jets hold versus the Chargers. It's so hard not for me not to think that Brendan Staley is going to have a longer sustained success. Whereas, though, if Salah does have success, I can see it being better and being... More highly regarded because the situation he's going into with the, the Jets is going to be a lot harder than Staley's situation. So it's not even it's it, it's like that it is so hard. That's why to convince me of Sala argument, over Staley because the Jets are such a like question mark.
1: That's why my argument was like really trying to like get away from like the <laughs> roster and everything else. And I was just like, it you suck. know what? I was like, Sala's so sick, bro. He's running around. With this I love off.
3: No, I, I, I respect that part. No, I, I, will, I have to say this. That is the tr- one thing you said that was really true. It's like, as the far as being thing. a coach, no, like the biggest the, the biggest thing he said, the biggest thing he said for real was like, Salah is like, we know he's a coach coach. Like like he fires guys up. He's in guys' faces. Staley's just a really good football mind. Now, like that is true, Dylan. Like as, when it comes to like coaching a team and commanding a locker room, will Staley be able to do that as well as, as Salah? I don't know. I, and it's honestly, I don't really think right now. The answer is yes. I think that right now solid can better command a locker room. So it's really just a matter of like, if the roster can get turned around for the Jets.
2: All right. I'll do my pick now. So I think both your guys arguments, like you both did a very good job. If I had to go argument alone, I don't think I could choose either one of you because I think you both made some very good points. Um, I'm going to go with Dylan because I oh am a little bit God. of a Jets stan. I'm a little bit of a Jets stand I, You guys are hating on the roster. It's not that bad. The defensive line is very good. That defensive line is very
3: good. Their trenches are getting built up. Like, they're, they're, they're building those trenches. I, I'm
2: like, the Marcus Joyner is c- coming back to play actual free safety this year. I mean, I'm kind of a Jets stand, So, I'm going to go with Dylan also because of the division point that you're in the division with the GOAT that's going to be tough to come out of all the time.
0: There's seven seeds.
2: <laughs> There's seven seeds.
0: If, if, if they can't make it in one of those seven seeds, then he, Brandon Staley shouldn't even be considered in this conversation. We're going to have to let the fans decide on this. Mac one. Jones, Josh <laughs> Allen, and who the fuck else? Uh, Tua, Tua. Tua. Yeah, you – okay, that's fine. Y'all have to decide what y'all want.
3: I'll live with it. I will – I got to just throw it in there too I, – I, Connor, I'm with you. With Zach Wilson, I have to be a little bit of a Jet stand myself, though. Too, I just got to throw that in there. Like, oh my, I, God. I, I, I'm I'm on Zach Wilson train. That'll be talked more about in future episodes for sure. But like, I think we're Jets The disclaimer, the disclaimer needs to be thrown out. I, I feel good. like
0: Robert Sala like doesn't do coke, but I feel like he's okay with like any of his players like <laughs> bumping a key on the sideline. Like, oh, like, well, like anything like, to get you going. Like, salts. yeah, he's yeah. he's, he's a, supplying smelling salts. Premium smelling salts. That's a really salt. good
1: question too.
0: Is like do you think all Robert the- Sala does coke? No, no
1: not necessarily <laughs> coke, but like, is he doing anything to like boost that, give him some energy? Like,
0: oh, he's like he's dry scooping C4 every drive. dry, yeah, dry dude, scooping he Adderall has to be dry he scooping Adderall, Adderall with
3: dust with a Bang energy drink. He, oh, dude, you know he's a he. He, he definitely endorses Bang. We got it. We, we're gonna oh. have to get him on one day to ask him. Maybe he's a Rain Energy guy. How to ask? If I were to okay. ask him anything, I would ask him like,
1: how do you get so hype on the sidelines?
0: I would be the same way, to be honest, pure adrenaline. But to move into our last segment, Connor is going to hit us with a uh, crazy stat. And basically, me, Dobbs, and Dylan are going to have to figure out uh, who it is or what team or whatever the question entails.
2: So the crazy stat for this week. In 2012, a running back put up 51.2 fantasy points. He rushed for 251 yards, four touchdowns, and 21 receiving yards. Who is this player?
3: Oh, my God. I, hold on. Hold on. I think I know.
0: Don't look you, it up. You can't look no, it no, up. No, no, I'm it up like and, no, no. It looks like you're looking it <laughs> up. No,
3: I'm looking up his name. I swear to God, on my life, I'm not looking it up. I'm trying to – I know the last name of him. I just need to figure out the first name so I can make my Connor, guess.
1: Connor, can you repeat that last part? Yeah, I, okay, I know, just, I know my guess. Okay.
3: I know my guess. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for my guess whenever the time is. November 4th,
2: running back put up 51.2 fantasy points. He rushed for 251 yards, four touchdowns, and 21 receiving yards. It's Jonas Gray. I am not gonna make that available and yet everybody else's guess. Wow! Fuck
3: wow, you. So he, got he knows it. it already. How did you I know might, that? Because on my okay, because I remember the story. We about it don't even want to guess. Because we know the story. Because right I know the story. Because I remember the oh, story wrong? about this.
0: You're yeah. wrong. Fuck you're, you. You're wrong. It's Chris yeah. Johnson.
2: Yeah. I want them all to the,
1: the guess, but it's Chris Johnson. I don't know if this no. lines. I don't know if this lines up. Peyton Hillis.
2: No. Fuck.
0: All right. Who is it?
2: Doug Martin,
1: ooh, oh, Bro, that was the OG. Two or three weeks in a row, this man snapped for like Tampa. 60 fantasy. And points. No,
0: wait, was it Tampa? No, he was in Washington. No, Washington. No, it was Tampa. It was, a, it was Tampa. It was a Tampa. Yeah, four oh, touchdowns. Two. He was yards. snapping. He was. He was like a bowling ball. He was
2: crazy back in the day. I
0: that remember was a good Jake one. Jake
1: had him. Jake had him in fantasy.
0: <laughs> who was the generic running back on Washington who wore to like number forty-five? Alfred Morris.
1: Oh my Alfred God, you're bro. funny as hell. He's crazy, bro. Well,
0: crazy. that was, uh, this has been the RPO. We're going to implement like a mailbag segment, but we wanted to kind of do a show first before we put that in, just so like we could make everyone aware. Um, So weekly, we're going to be putting up uh, just like a thing on Instagram, on Twitter. So if you could reply with any questions, we'll be happy to answer them. I'm pretty happy with how the show turned out for the first time. I, I hope you guys liked it. Let us know what you guys liked about it. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, let us know if there's anything you would like to see us do differently or anything you want to see us talked about, anything like that, um, as well. So, um, thank you guys for listening. This will be on the main YouTube. It'll be on Spotify, Apple podcasts, everything like that. So be sure to follow burbs sports and burbs entertainment on Instagram, social media, hit our site. It's going to be up there too. So, um, yeah, subscribe, like comment, let us know. You guys can say bye too, I guess. See you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to hit the outro
3: <laughs> with, uh, I got a little uh, hot take. I'm, I'm leaving the show with a hot oh take oh i'm gonna no. give y'all the michael thomas flex because everyone seems oh. to think this is aj brown's now yeah i need y'all to remember this is michael thomas's okay just just make sure that that isn't forgotten about but with that being said Phil, thank you all for so much for tuning in we're really excited to keep bringing you all this content every week and we're just gonna keep getting better and better you know like we're, we're gonna keep coming and bringing good content and just keep it rolling every week